Welcome to the Brad and Taylor Show. Today we have Jamie Schmidt. You're listening to the Brad and Taylor Show, a podcast that inspires entrepreneurs to pursue their passions. We're sitting down with some of the best to learn how they got started and some lessons they learned along the way. How's it going, Jamie? It's going great. How's it going, guys? We're good. good. We're glad to have you on. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about you. What do you do currently? Uh, I am a realtor. I work in the greater Ann Arbor area. Um, I specialize in old and historic homes. I'm awesome. a mom. Yeah. I'm a, a, a history junkie. Um, I'm a multitude of things, as we all are. I like it. I like it. Did you want to let's go back out up a little bit when you were uh, when you were little? Did you know you were going to be an agent and work on? Uh, Older homes? <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. Um, it, it actually kind of creeped up on me. Uh, so the story is, is that when I, um, in 2011 and 12, decided to buy my own first house, um, I got into the process and the details, and which was kind of surprising for me. I was voracious when it came to the the attention to the details yeah. for real estate. And so I bought my first house and uh, from there it ended up kind of snowballing. Um, but I've always had a, a deep passion for anything old. When I was little, I wanted to be an archeologist um, and uh, <laughs> historic preservationist specializing okay. in artifacts and textiles. Um, but I was able to incorporate being a child from a family full of artisans and carpenters and all kinds of different kinds of trades to transform my love of history. And that data from when I was younger, married an awesome guy who's a amazing carpenter and be able to transform that into loving and working and renovating and restoring old and historic homes and helping my clients with it too. That's it's awesome. awesome. Yeah. We love watching your TikToks about all of that as well. <laughs> so tell us about the first old house that you decided to like work on. Yeah. The first one that you bought, was that old? The first home that you bought? No. No. <laughs> uh, no. It, I felt like a major hypocrite. It was a 1970s ranch. It was um, when the after the bubble had burst and prices were amazing. And my husband's like, this is a great deal. We can put all kinds of details into it. Um, and so I trusted him and we did, and we made it amazing. Um, but uh, since then I have helped to work on numerous houses, whether they were ours or families or helping physically and or guiding clients work on their houses, houses like uh, a 1923 Craftsman, a Depression-era bungalow, a 1921 Spanish Eclectic, mm -hmm. um, mid-century moderns. I currently, we actually sold the 1970s ranch and bought an 1860-ish, just after the Civil War, Italian 8 house, which we're currently living in and working nice. on, as you can tell. <laughs> um, I like it. Strategic hiding. But yeah, it's... um. Lots of different eras of houses, and I get a huge kick out of learning something from each one. Yeah, so. for sure. What's yeah. your favorite, like, um, your range, I guess, of homes? Or what, What? Uh, I guess? To, for myself? Yeah, for you. I love 
architecturally, I love the Georgian period. Um, the high ceilings, there's not a ton of crazy detail like you see that happens in the Victorian period, but unfortunately, we don't have a lot of Georgian era houses in Michigan in this part of the United States. Um, so I would have to say that is a tangible period. I am a big fan of the probably Greek revival and Italianate period. It still doesn't have that ostentatious detail that you find in Victorians, which is why we bought this house. <laughs> um, and it, it's the construction era is solid and um, they're easier to decorate, I find. Yeah. Hey, that yeah, works. I love it. Where do you find like the original pieces? Like when you're fixing up an old home and you want to put that character back in, how do you find those pieces again? It's actually really hard. Um, It takes lots of detail, planning, um, and patience, which normally I lack. Um, (laughs) So uh, I always tell people that it's best if you buy an old house to wait like a year, depending on condition, um, before you make changes to it. Um, So what you can do is you can find a lot of places. um, I actually just made a TikTok about this yesterday. where you can look at auctions. Um, Some of my favorite places to visit, even if I'm not supposed to be buying things, are architectural salvage stores. Um, There's a great one in Ipsy. There's a great one in Toledo. There's some in Ann Arbor and Detroit. Basically, people who decide to renovate houses take those materials and resell them. Okay. You can find them on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist. It just takes knowing what you want, a little bit of planning, and some patience. Yeah, awesome. What what are some common things that people go look for when they uh like when they're trying to find items for their house? What are common things that people swap out and look for that are, I guess, original items, I guess? Hardware. Mm-hmm. Um doors. Doors are a big one, especially if you have mismatched doors and you want to find the ones that are appropriate for the household. Yeah. Um Light fixtures, that's a big oh, one. Yeah. Um, oh, that yeah, one you lights. have a little bit more flexibility with mm-hmm. in terms of like there's some great reproductions, whereas it's really hard to get like great reproduction doors that aren't super expensive. Um, those are the main ones. Yeah. 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 Now that you say that, those make sense. <laughs> yeah. The hardware, definitely. It's like yeah, yeah, probably the number doors. one. Yeah. It must be hard to find a door. Like is the doors because they're probably different sizes. And then you're like, well, I need different size and I need this one too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Luckily the way the, when things were built back then, they intentionally built things to be repairable, like the windows, the doors. Um, For example, our doors, they're held together with wooden pegs. And basically Mm -hmm. if you take the wooden pegs apart on the door with a mortise and tenon, you can replace pieces of the actual unit. So if you need to make it larger and add on pieces, et cetera, whereas stuff that you buy these days, you can't even do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's more, yeah. You can't take it apart like that. What about, I know you said earlier that you recommend new homeowners wait a year before they do any renovations. What's the purpose behind waiting a year? When you buy a house, you think you're going to live in it in a certain way. You think your needs are going to be, the way you function within the space. And nine times out of 10, that's going to change dramatically. 
Um, you know, they always say, don't buy a house based on the furniture that you have, based it on what your needs are. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. And the, the way that older homes are designed is not for what we would anticipate modern style. And you, okay. over the course of time, mold the way that you live around the property. And then the entire game plan of what you think you're going to do changes. So you just kind of, you need to live in it, mold yourself within the space, and then be able to determine what you want to do with it because it's better for the property itself. Yeah, yeah, I love that advice. That's actually really helpful for for me personally. <laughs> Not why, because yeah. when I move, like I want to jump into those projects right away, like probably most people do, instead of just kind of holding off, taking your time with it, just waiting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what is, what is some of the worst advice you've ever gotten working on an old house? Rip it out. Rip it. Just yeah. rip it out. I'm like. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm Those sure. are 150 year old wood floors. Why would I rip them out? Like I've, I've gotten experienced enough, my husband and I, to where we understand that like everybody has an opinion. Um, people love to share them on social media and you take them with a grain of salt and mm-hmm. it helps me as a realtor to understand that everybody's normal um, and is different. So it, in a, a roundabout way, it helps me to be a better agent and knowing that everybody's thoughts and patterns are, are correct and right. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's right for me. So yeah, yeah. Awesome. always no, don't rip things out if you can handle it. <laughs> yeah. What are you ripping out over there? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I thought you were floors, poor. actually floors. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or uh, people, they always want to, they always want to replace the windows in houses. Oh, and yeah. because there's a lot of really bad data out there about how, oh, my windows are drafty and I'm losing so much energy. No, it's literally, if you know how to glaze your windows correctly and you have storm windows on them, which they recommend, you actually have a higher R value and better heat retention than you do if you were just to replace them with some windows that you're gonna have to replace in 20 years anyway, because Mm -hmm. the seals are busted and they leak. Yeah. Fix what you have. It's smarter, it's cheaper, and it's better for the property. Yep, awesome. What has been your favorite property that you've been to or that you've sold? Um, over the years, what's been your favorite home? Do you have one that sticks out? Um, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, so I recently, it, it was actually a house in Clinton. Um, I had clients who, this is one of those homes where I went in it and my husband came with me because he also is an agent and, you know, it's just fun to look at houses. Um, but when we drove up and I looked at it for the first time and I turned to my husband and I was like, can we buy this? <laughs> I love this house. Like it's way better than our house. And, um, which is saying a lot, I mean, cause our house is pretty cool, but, uh, luckily my, it was also an Italian eight. Um, it had outbuildings and these like 10 or 11 foot ceilings and this gorgeous chandelier and this dramatic staircase and just the brickwork and the details that were still left in this house. It was clearly built with wealth, like the, mm-hmm. the desire to impress. And um, luckily my, my clients bought it. They equally loved it. And so, you know, I got to have this 
torrid love affair with it during the yeah. contractor's <laughs> inspection period, um, which is nice. But um, yeah, I'm really happy that my clients got it. I get to live vicariously through them and they're amazing people, but hopefully they'll see this and they know that I appreciate them. So. Yeah. <laughs> are they fixing it up too? Are they, was it? Yeah. They are. Do you yes. get to help with it? Um, have they reached I'm, out to you? I, yeah, I love working with people who know what the hell they're doing. Like, <laughs> and they're equally passionate. Like when they, we go into these old and historic homes and I, oh, I can't help it. Like my ADHD just kind of like starts going crazy and I'm going through the house like an excited three-year-old yeah. talking about the details and the why it's important and they're equally excited and they have their own like Instagram for restoring the house and everything else. So I'm. I'm really excited. Yeah, that's <laughs> my favorite. Um, although I do have one coming up that okay. is a uh, historic house in Tecumseh. Um, hopefully late spring, early summer, which it may trump the other one. It may. Okay. I don't know. We'll have to see. Let's see yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be watching your TikToks to see if I can hear about that one because I want to know more about it. <laughs> It'll be plenty. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about your TikToks. Okay. <laughs> So you pretty much have figured TikTok out. Um, how long have you been doing TikTok? Yeah, when did you get started with that? <laughs> so I started TikTok like a lot of other, you know, Gen Xers. Um, at the beginning of COVID, I literally did it to, I started a TikTok account to spite my children. I have two teenage boys um, because they said I was too old and I said, <laughs> watch me. Yep. So I did it. Um, I, I've been having fun with it. Um, it, I had major hesitations because I know it's a different platform, especially coming from like a business perspective, mm -hmm. yeah. the, the style of how you utilize it is completely different, completely different than the way that we would use like Facebook or Instagram for self-promotion. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's been fun. It's, it's been a journey. Um, yeah, it's. So that's been about a year then. Yeah. Um, that's doing pretty well then. Um, what has been one of your things that you've learned? How, like, so you've, you've kind of, kind of figured out how to get stuff to work on there. What is something like, what kind of advice would you give somebody to just starting on there? Well, two pieces of advice. One, just do it. Don't be afraid to look silly. <laughs> um, the other piece of advice is you want to keep in mind how, if you're using it for business purposes, you know, since we're all in the industry here, it is not like Facebook and Instagram. It's 100% passive marketing. Um, it has nothing to do with the, Hi, I'm Jamie. I'm a realtor. Like none of that happens. People <laughs> yeah. don't want to see that. They just keep scrolling. Like they don't care. Um, it's all about the brand experience and what we are as agents or photographers. Um, you can highlight your business, but those don't get the type of interaction. People want to experience you as a human. They use those things to, um, as a researching agents and you'll pop up on searches um, to see like, do you pass their vibe check? Like, mm -hmm. are you the kind of person in your interests, in your daily life and the way you communicate um, that you would be someone that would be great to work with, which is why 
my particular TikTok, like I have things that are on there about me being a realtor, but it's more about my experiences as an old house junkie or as, um, you know, a mom or a backyard archaeologist or like um, all of those types of things that and how my life is integrated in that not yeah. just necessarily selling myself as a business. Yeah. That's how you capture people's interest. And it's totally different than what we've ever been taught or used to. So before TikTok, were you using uh, like Facebook more for marketing? Was that kind of like how you were going about? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm a big believer um, in the passive marketing. I, and by passive marketing, again, it's not like direct call to action kind of where you like, you drop that you're a realtor mm-hmm. leaving here a hint and, there. and there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you're planting seeds, not just, yep. you know, broadcasting. <laughs> yeah. Um, direct marketing drives me crazy. I, I've been, so I've been doing real estate for since 2012. Um, and I very rarely do any direct marketing and most people, the referrals and things that I get from social media outlets are because they like watching my stories. They like mm-hmm. seeing my passion. They like how I talk with such zeal and enthusiasm about what it is that I'm doing, not necessarily myself. And that it works for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. for sure. That's awesome. When you were using like Facebook and Instagram, were you doing like this kind of similar content or did you just kind of learn creating that content by using TikTok as in like, referring to as like you're doing a lot more I guess more like personal things showing what you're doing showing what um, your experience and stuff like that were you doing that same thing on Facebook and Instagram yes okay the only difference is is that um so previously with Facebook um one of the things that you know and this is also another reason why TikTok is different than other social media outlets Facebook tends to be hyper local that's like our close and extended sphere of influence. These are people that are within our communities and or towns. So it's a lot easier to get tangible um, direct marketing feedback results. And Instagram is kind of like a step beyond that. Whereas TikTok is global. Like I have Mm -hmm. people who are commenting on my videos. (laughs) They're like, oh, well, 1960 isn't old. I live in a house that was built in the 1600s because they're in Europe. It's, it is, it's different. It's very different. Um, but I have kind of enjoyed going from being able to just put words and pictures, which we all know that within marketing, um, words captures a certain audience. You capture more attention with photographs and then you capture even more attention with videos, mm-hmm. as you know, cause you're in the industry. Um, and so I think incorporating TikTok with the videos um, and then the uh, creative challenge of being able to pack in as much as you can in a way that will capture people has been really fun for me. Um, And you can cross post it to other platforms, which is really nice. Yeah, Yeah. Especially (laughs) for stories that works really well. That's what it uh, works out really well. Uh That's what I've been doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And then you get other people to your, to your TikTok, so it works out good. Yeah, your Facebook I didn't friends even think who about aren't that. even on TikTok yet, they're going to see them like, oh, wait, let me go check that yeah. out. I didn't even think about that at the beginning, and I was like, hmm, 
And then like a, a couple weeks ago, we posted one and I was like, oh man, that worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I, I've had several people come to the dark side, come to TikTok <laughs> <laughs> because like everybody was really stressed out over like, especially with like politics and everything like that. And like, dude, just go to TikTok because I sit there and watch like cows and puppies and kittens for hours <laughs> and I feel so much like less stressed because of it. Mm-hmm. It's a good stress reliever. Yep. I know. I get sucked into it. I'd like do you yeah, do that too. too. You said hours. Like I, yeah. I relate to that. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. That's awesome. Yeah. So how do you like um have you uh like talked to anybody local for like real estate related from TikTok? Can you rephrase that? Yeah. So let's say, have you, I guess, I guess, have you got any leads from TikTok for real estate? Um, I have had, let's see, I have used it as reassuring current clients about okay. my different modes of uh, advertising and marketing. Yep. Um, I have had several people, because one of the things I like to do right after the photographer comes to the property to photograph it, is I do a really quick walkthrough and then I post that on um, TikTok and then social media. And I've had, uh, I've had agents call to try to get into the property even before it's listed because of my TikTok video. So it it helps to reinforce demand. Um, I haven't had direct clients per se, only mm-hmm. because I don't do a lot of call to action, that typical business stuff that they always recommend. And like I said, it's more global than it is hyper local. Yeah. Um, so it's just a different way to kind of reinforce your brand as an experience. Not to say that you can't, like if you have a great referral network and you want to plug yourself that way, um, that is also a great tactic that one could use. I, it's just not my style. Um, there's no tic tac for sales breath, and <laughs> it's not what I like to do. So yeah. I've never heard that one before. I like that. <laughs> I've got Feel free to use it. <laughs> I've got one more question for you today. So if you could start over with all the knowledge that you have now, and you could go into real estate over again, how would you spend one thousand dollars starting out? Hmm. I think I would use that probably to build a website that is very, that is specific for me, um, that is not tied to a company um, or a company's like CRM or something like that, that I can easily alter over the course of my career, add pages, add contacts and those types of things. Um, I find a lot of companies are willing to provide that brokerages and things like that, which is fantastic. But I felt as a creative person, it kind of hindered, it hinders my ability to be able to alter it in the ways that I need. So like right now I'm trying to rebuild my own website and have those things. And it's not really my niche of uh, knowledge. (laughs) So I put that thousand dollars to good use and hire somebody to do it for me. Yep, for sure. Awesome. How can people get a hold of you and where can they uh, follow? How can they follow you on TikTok? So, my thank you for asking. Um, my uh, TikTok name is Old House Junkie. 
um, as well as my Instagram. I'm active on Facebook, just Jamie Schmidt. Uh, my website is findingyouhome.com, although it is, like I mentioned, currently under you know, construction. Big, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but in the next few days, it should be up. So, okay. Oh, sweet. Sweet. That's exciting. Well, awesome. Thanks for coming on and telling us your story. Thanks for inviting me. Hello? Hello? Are Hello? you there? Are you there? Are you there? Hey, guys. We just wanted to thank you for uh, listening on uh, either uh, podcast or on uh, the YouTube video here. If you guys wanted to subscribe, that would be awesome. That would mean a lot to us. And if you guys could give us a five-star review as well, that would be amazing. And we'll see you on the next one. See ya.